So I think supporting organizational innovation is a must, a necessity, something a lot of leaders, practitioners, and organizations simply just don't get. Now, I think we all can assume or imagine or understand why it's a must, a necessity. I think what we're realizing, what we've seen between, let's call it 2019 and 2023, is that so much can happen in a short period of time where organizations have to remain and have the capability of being agile, being supportive to change, adaptive to change, um, resilient to change, supportive of change, supportive of innovation. And I think having leaders inside the company that are stale or um, or stuck in their ways doesn't 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 mold well and doesn't go well during moments and times like this. And I don't think it's stopping. I think there are many reasons of why the last five to 10 years has been up and down, lots of changes, lots of complexities. I think there's many reasons why. Again, whether we're talking about the culture changes, whether we're talking about the the racial wars that we're having, whether we're talking about the um, academia changes and issues that we're having, where I think the intelligence factors are starting to shift a bit, where what you need to know and how you need to learn to be able to put yourself in a position to have a great job, to have a great career is starting to change. The political landscape is changing. There's a lot of things changing where organizations have to put innovation at the top of their priority list. So how does HR have anything to do with this, right? How does this all work? Well, I think the very first step is to build processes that can reinforce innovation, straight up. Now, what does that mean? I think when you want to reinforce and have processes that reinforce innovation, you have to have a true operational fabric where, whether it's once a month, once a quarter, twice a year, once a year, every single employee from the top to the, to the very bottom of the organization understands that it is a mandated expectation that they're constantly proactively thinking about how they can improve what they do internally, how they can think outside the box, how they can bring a new idea, a new tweak, a new pivot, a new moment to make what they're doing more productive, faster, more efficient, and just inevitably better. I think having that as a part of a GD, an expectation, something that employees would be measured against, is something that's incredibly important. I think hiring for folks that have innovation and have new ideas and have curiosity at their core is something that needs to be that needs to be put in place. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's incredibly important to make sure that the processes, the innovation, the 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 operational fabrics of who you have in place that can support that is incredibly important. And removing folks that are not on board or not excited about innovation, not excited about coming up with new ideas. So a very core process to make it very simple and clear and granular is to have a simple month to month, year to year, by month, whatever it's going to be. It's a moment where everyone on the team is coming up with new ideas of how they can improve what they do personally, how the department and operations move overall or organizationally, right? I think the second thing you want to think about is hiring for innovation and building out internal capabilities. And I just spoke about that kind of in the first tip, but I'll expand a bit more. 
I think there are so many tools out here that can really analyze and assess who is the most curious, who has the most ideas, who is excited about bringing those ideas to the table. Now, I think one very simple way without investing in big tools of AI and all these other things that are incredibly expensive at times, one simple thing is during the interview process, try to judge and assess and analyze by the questions you ask, who is actually in a state of the career and a point in time in the career where they're excited to present new ideas. They're excited to tackle new frontiers. I think coming at that conversation and unpeeling and, and baking that out at a real raw, authentic level is important. So let me give you a very practical example. I know right now my wife is looking for a new job. My wife naturally in her core and definitely based off of the time period of her life with a lot of things that are happening outside the workplace. I know coming up with new systems, processes, innovation, ideas is something that is not, not, not only not natural to her, but not an interest or desire for her. So if an organization is trying to hire an executive assistant that's going to break the mold, adjust, pivot, and readjust things or bring innovation to the work to make things more productive, more efficient, whatever the case is going to be, that may not be in my wife's wheelhouse at the moment. Thus, they may not be, she may not be an overall fit with that brand. That doesn't mean that she's not a great employee. It doesn't mean she's not able to provide value to an organization. It just means She's not a good fit for what the organization wants, which is which is innovation, which is change. And I think being able to ask and unpeel and unpack some of those questions during the interview process is incredibly important. So going to her directly through, within that interview and providing examples and nuances of moments in where you need this role to break and tweak and change things and just looking at her body language, analyzing the way she reacts and responds, and then bluntly asking, is this something that you're excited about right now at this stage in your career? And whatever the answer is, is great. But the fact that you're asking the big, bold question and analyzing that and setting expectations from the get is incredibly important. I think the third thing is defining rewards and recognition. I think if we want employees to be highly innovative and highly thoughtful about how they can break, tweak and adjust things, I think we need to reward them for that effort. That may look like rewarding them from a bonus structure, a promotion, new title, allow them to tap into different projects and things that are a little bit more geared towards their passions and interest. But I think building out a rewards and recognition program that are fueled by how much the employee is driving and bringing innovation to the table and rewarding them for that is incredibly important. I'll give you one way that I used to talk about often. I have and I will continue to reward, clap for, pat on the back, maybe even provide a bonus little extra cash on top of that weekly or biweekly check for those that have the greatest ideas that fail. I want to reward those that are bold enough, that are that are that are that have enough ego, because that's another thing. You need a slight, I talked about this actually yesterday, you need a slight level of ego to be able to have the, the confidence, the chutzpah, to be able to bring up new ideas. And I think if you reward, like congratulate, say, say thank you, Andrew, thank you, Derek, for that new idea, for that presentation, for thinking through this over the last six, seven, eight days, 
we're not going to use this. It's not clear enough. It's not thoughtful enough. It's not, it's not enough of a great partnership with what we're trying to do. But I will say, thank you for putting in the effort. There are nuances and things that we can extract that we can build upon to make a little bit more, be- to make a better, to make a little bit better, make a little bit more of a fit for us, but at least rewarding that individual for that, not pushing them down. Not making them feel like it was a bad idea for them to bring up the ideas, not making them feel like um, since the idea isn't something we're going to put in place that it was a waste of their time. No, congratulate them for spending that time because there's always something you can extract from that. Focusing on diversity and inclusion can help organizational innovation at scale. This is something a lot of organizations just simply miss. Hiring people that have a very different way of attacking similar problems will drive innovation, point blank, period, end of discussion. For instance, with some of my new endeavors with Top Employer right now, I'm looking at a few elements of their product. And since I come from a completely different background of HR, a completely different background of business, I'm looking at a few gaps that can potentially increase revenue, adjust the product, make it a little bit more more um, familiar for the states. I'm just looking at different things from a way that will really drive high levels of productivity and potential additional revenue because of my diverse background. I have a completely different way of looking at it. I think inclusion as well. I think I think there are there's a certain percentage of employees across teams that actually have the ability to drive new ideas, but they don't feel safe enough to share the new ideas because they've seen their counterparts and their fellow employees get scrutinized for those same new ideas in those moments. So kind of similar to the rewards and recognition, adjusting the, the, the best practices and the operational fabrics of your company from a communications perspective and saying, look, I know in the past we may have scrutinized or pushed down those that presented new ideas, good, bad, or indifferent. But there's a new sheriff in town. There's a new way that we're trying to do things here from an HR perspective. We're trying to support organizational innovation. And so we will be a fool to not appreciate, not make you feel comfortable to share those new ideas. There's no dumb ideas here. There's no stupid statements. And we want to understand what that looks like. So kind of going back to actually number two, building in internal capabilities, hold the fireside chat. Hold an internal like pitching and competition where there's reward or a moment in place where folks can present and put decks together and really push for new ideas. Work with the HR, work with the recruiting teams and hire someone that doesn't necessarily fit the JD perfectly, but bring them in anyway. Making sure with your recruiting efforts, you're not just going after folks with the exact five years of background in this particular industry with this particular amount of success. Look for some transferable skills. Be open-minded. Mandate that of your recruiters. Make sure that you're judging and analyzing that. So when you have recruiters in your team, make sure, hey, look, I need to quantify, I need to be able to quantify that 35% of those that are in this pipeline are coming from a completely different background. And I'm not just talking about gender or race. I'm talking about skills. I'm talking about competencies. I'm talking about roles. I'm talking about experiences. Finally, promote collaboration. Anytime there's a new team inside of an organization that comes up with a new idea that actually works or there are nuances of what that new idea was and is that you extracted and put in place, promote it. Promote it through your internal communication channels. Promote it via your website, 
promote it via your Slack channel conversations, your Microsoft team conversations, your emails, promote it, congratulate it, put energy behind it. If you want to start, I've, I've often talked about how organizations just start an internal podcast for their, for their employees to tune in and listen to, promote it there as well. Make sure everyone knows how much you are grateful as an organization and how much you're supporting the fact that people are thinking outside the box and trying to push the envelope from an innovation perspective. So these are just a few thoughts that I have personally as it pertains to how HR can support organizational innovation. As always, just a few thoughts, just a few perspectives. We'll talk soon.